Yeah, it's your boy Ray Ray on the mic. Let's go. So I had to do this episode real quick because one, I'm in a suit blazer with this dope tie. Shout out to Mikey Lemon. <laughs> and I got a lot of confidence on the tie, so I decided to put it on the podcast. But more importantly, I am here today to talk a little bit about this Juneteenth that we just experienced in 2023. It's been a phenomenal day uh, for me, especially as an opportunity to engage in community events and activities surrounding this historical event that occurred back in 1865. And the fact of the matter is, federally, you know, the last couple of years, Juneteenth being one of the events that is being historically promoted in our society as a federal holiday and recognized as a federal holiday of the uh, recognition that black enslaved people back in the day in the 1800s were freed uh, and the actual word getting to <laughs> the slaves in Texas uh, is a phenomenal thing. And for us to acknowledge that from a federal level to as, as we are a country about freedom, as we are a country about independence and about elevation of identities. I mean, that's what our ideals were based upon. The fact that we have a holiday to celebrate that for those Americans that were enslaved in our community who look like me is fantastic. And today, just getting a chance to celebrate that in my city, the city of Salem, in Oregon was a pretty cool day to be a part of. And I just had the opportunity to go to two different things that happened today. One being a celebration that we had in the Capitol, um, in the Capitol Mall is what we call it, but it's right in front of the Capitol. We got a chance just to see different vendors, different community members, the governor, uh, folks, food, fun, music, everything that was occurring right there in that space. And just being in front of that atmosphere where you know, there's lots of construction happening and there was some rain that's happening during the day. But more importantly, it was, a, it was a space where we got the chance to gather for joy, for constant community in that area. And I got a chance to see a lot of faces that I, you know, I love, you know, friends of mine who I've got, gotten to know over the years in my time in Salem. And even got a chance to meet some new people too who have been in this community forever and it's just wanting to build more community more connections and help unite the black community in that way so that's a phenomenal thing to be a part of and then later the evening which is hence to why i'm dressed up i literally ran from my event to here to record this episode but later that evening the naacp in our salem kaiser chapter put on a freedom fund dinner and that dinner was an awesome opportunity at Chemeketa, Eola Hills. And it was a, at Chemeketa, Eola Hills. And it was a great space just as a chance to, again, see similar faces uh, that I saw earlier in the day and even some new ones that I haven't seen in quite some time, right? Uh, as an opportunity to engage in that space, to celebrate the history and longevity of the black community, and even be able to talk about the hard things that we are experiencing in the education judicial system, in home ownership, in, in community safety in that regard, but just more importantly, talk about how our ability to see those things helps us to change those things and create opportunities for the next generation to embrace and be and to grow into what we do today. And that was, it was pretty great. And it just got me reflecting, right? Because obviously we're on the Michael Gray White, 
life lessons, self-reflection, equipping you to take action. And the word that really got me thinking throughout this whole day was this word of change and how I, I often say culture change starts with you, but, but today was an opportunity to really see how change can really be affected by three different factors. And I'm gonna break them down to you on this episode. The first one being that change happens when we learn about our history, when we understand our history. You know, today particularly gives us a chance to truly reflect on how Juneteenth has come about and the amount of years that it took even in the 1800s for Juneteenth to, for those who were enslaved in, her, in our nation to understand about their <laughs> newfound freedom. But even then, just the amount of years that it took from 1800s into now for that level of freedom to be truly actualized. And some will say that is still not the case. You know, even though that we've experienced a lot of the civil rights in the 60s and the, in the fight for economic and advancement in our society when it comes to our identities, there is still some discrimination. There's still some oppression and barriers that we can see today in this day and age, especially when we look at our prison industrial system or we look in our education or we're looking into just the barriers that it takes to advanced and equitable opportunities that we have in our society. And those elements, we can't compartmentalize the path that it took to get to this point. And too often we get too singly focused on having to focus on just, oh, this is what I'm doing now, or those things in the past don't, don't pertain to me in any way. And that can hinder our ability to make the changes necessary for us to succeed today and in the future. So we got to read the books. We got to read the books that are related to our historical history so we don't repeat those same mistakes. We got to engage with people who have been here longer than us and hear their stories and hear their journeys that they have witnessed in the same local proximity that we've experienced for us to understand how do they, how are they impacted by our systems and structures and then make the changes necessary based upon understanding their stories so we can not let that be repeated in our leadership today, right? So understanding history and being able to engage that history and the complexity and the ugliness that is within it can be a humongous factor for us to be the change agents that we are looking to seek in our society, right? The second thing that I think will make the most sense when it comes to creating change is that we have to build relationships. We cannot build change in the silo. We can't build change inside a makeshift studio <laughs> of, of a room, right, of an office. We have to be out there. We have to be in a relationship and building connections with the people who are impacted by the work that we are doing. I had the phenomenal chance to have many conversations with people and just, you know, asking them questions of how long have you been in Salem? Or well, tell me about your experience of being in Salem and the joys that you've experienced or the pain that you've experienced, right? Or what do you hope to see Salem be one day, especially if you're black in this community? And what do you love about being black, right? Like being, being building relationships in that way and connecting with the people who are our neighbors allows us the ability to put a name to a number, 
put a face to a name to actually know that they are just more than whatever that they produce and they are more than what the society has put as a label upon them and then that gives a chance for us to speak life into them too and say that they are more than whatever society puts into them as well and how much greater would it feel for you for for others to feel that there's somebody out there who advocates for them because they know you by name they know they've seen your family they've engaged with with your same similar interests they go to the same schools they you know shop at the same places these types of things help for us be able to shape policies to shape strategies to make a greater impact because we know that the impact that we are we are creating in our world is directly tied to the people that we're connected to change cannot happen if we do not have relationships with the people who are impacted by the change we're looking to create and today was a phenomenal chance for me to tap in and be reminded of that as somebody who wants to create culture change leaders and wants to see our organizational cultures and, and environment societies to be belonging for every identity to belong and thrive. But we have to tap into the people to connect with the people who desire that level of belonging and ask them, how do they, how have they felt like they belonged in our city? And what would, what would it take for us to feel, for them to feel like they belong in our city? And that is the data, that's the information that is necessary for us as we are creating these environments to then craft our cultures centered on that dynamic and not let it be just some taboo conversation or let it be some uh, information that has no direct tie and connection to the people who we're truly serving. Bridging the gap between not only our services, but the names and the people within our services and within the things that we are looking to institute in our society helps us humanize our relationships and helps us humanize our expertise and in in the initiatives that we want to implement in our city. So not only do we need to understand history, but understand the people that work in our history and build relationships with them because those are the folks that we are changing the lives of for today and in the future. And then the last thing is that that change really does start with you. <laughs> like it really starts with your gifts and your position, your power, your prestige, your perspective. Change has to be a, a thing that you can see yourself doing and you can see yourself in and have the opportunity to create in the places that you are inhabiting you have to be present though in order to win right like it, <laughs> there was a thing that they, they were doing raffles at the end of the night at the event and you know people were raffling off all these you know desserts and things like nature but you couldn't win it if you weren't present so it, so like, I, I mean you know i put my raffle in for a couple of things and hopefully i was gonna get a cake or something but i didn't get it but luckily i was there because you know if i wasn't there then i wouldn't have won but those that were that did win 
they were present and they got their prize, right? Yeah, take advantage of every opportunity to present yourself, man. Of course. And we need to be present. That's why I brought you over right away. Of course. We have to be present to win. We have to be present in our in our workspaces, in our communities, in our environments, and be able to understand that our presence is an opportunity to create that bridge and connection. But for all of us to win in our society, we have to then leverage our gifts, we have to leverage our talents, it relevance our services and then through those things be the advocate necessary to change how we can shape our society to greatly impact in a positive way those who are deeply marginalized or deeply impacted by our work today was a phenomenal chance to, for me to be reminded that there were many people who had different gifts there wasn't just one gift out there of organization or making the ribs or putting on a program event or making desserts and cakes. There were folks who had many different gifts that came together under one cause. And through that one cause, be able to push out a mission and help see that mission become into fruition. And today, as we celebrate the joy of enslaved black americans understanding and knowing that they're freed and then 400 or some years later be able to know that now we are in a position where we can have actual economic power and we can have economic uh, advancement in our society but doing so knowing that we have to come together in unity and we have to understand what it is that it will take for us to achieve that and to build our own to grow our own and put our people in positions for success and power. It all creates a space where we have to understand that we have a gift and we have gifts that can be utilized and leveraged to advance this mission. And so when we come together in that, like I've seen today in the celebration in this, in this afternoon and the dessert this, this evening, when all that comes together, it becomes a beautiful thing. And that's what the world needs to see and they need to be engaged with that. So if you want to see change in your environment, if you want to see change in your culture, in your communities, in your leadership, in your organizations, you have to understand the history, what it took for your organization to be in the position that it's currently in and where is it going. You have to unbuild relationships with the people around who are impacted, who make the who make the policies, who create the positional change. And then you have to know that you and others have a gift in order for us to, to reach that change. And we have to come together and organize in a fashion that makes sense for that cohesiveness to happen and builds unities and gaps so we can be the change that we want to see in the world today. So I am hyped. That's why I came, you know, fresh off the events in this outfit, in this regard, to not only make sure I document that this is the fit that makes sense in my future events, but to articulate what does it take to be a culture change leader in our society for us to advance equity and build wealth in the next generation, in the current generation, especially for those who have been experiencing disparities based upon their identities, based upon their experiences, based upon history, and 
understand that we have a hand in creating change in our communities. This is not something that is just designated just towards black people, but if we can see the dynamics and how they impact the whole gamut of our identities, we will be able to recognize that, yo, like we're all deeply impacted by the policies that our society is creating. We all are impacted by the prison industrial system and how that takes away the dollars of certain communities and that doesn't allow people who are in the black community, for example, being able to invest in their money and circulate the dollar to help advance our complex system as a whole, right? And we have to be able to understand that the education system that does not allow us to teach the whole history is taken away from folks who can identify and be engaged and, and build connection to the education that they are receiving and then become better students in our spaces, right? Like it's just, it's wild out here. But let's not lose hope. Let's not lose hope. Let's dig deep. Let's challenge our narratives. Let's be the change that we want to see, understand the history, build relationships with people and find our gifts and collectively come together in that way to then change our society in that way. So that's the rant that I wanted to share with y'all this evening. I hope that you take some opportunity to look within yourself to see what you can do to be able to be the change that you want to see and ask a friend to ask a friend to ask a friend and collectively all four of y'all come together and say, yo, how are we going to change our neighborhoods? How are we going to change our organizations? How are we going to change our city, state, nation and be a part of the movement that is really working towards advancing equity in our society? Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Uh, thanks for listening to this show. I hope that you like and subscribe to this YouTube channel. Follow me at Ray Devontae on all social media platforms. On the Michael Ray White as well on your favorite podcasting app. Raymond D. White on YouTube. You can go ahead and click the subscribing link below. And I would love to hear what your thoughts are about this episode and how you are becoming a change, culture change agent within your spaces. And if you want to work with me in any capacity, I want to be the trusted advisor to you to help advance equity within your spaces as an equity inclusion strategist i will definitely click the link in below too so we can have a conversation of how we can help shape your organization in that way and i got this dope book that i'm pulling off the shelf advocacy in action nine practical actions for allies and social justice if you are a leader if you're an individual in your community and asking yourself what can i do to advance racial justice, social equity within your spaces. And if you're new to the game, this book is going to be a key opportunity and a key resource to help give you practical steps to take steps into your circle of influence and be the culture change leader that you look to seek in that space as well. So there'll be a link in the show notes for you to grab this book and get a signed copy for me as because I want you to be that culture change leader within your spaces. Continue to share your story with others. Talk to y'all soon. Peace.